You're listening to Inspired Edinburgh, a weekly interview show that brings you raw and powerful conversations with fascinating people from all walks of life. Our mission is to inspire and encourage you to reflect on your identity, beliefs, purpose and worldview. If you enjoy this, please subscribe for future episodes and feel free to contact us via any of our social media channels. Thank you in advance for taking the time to listen to the show and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh, the home of powerful conversations. I'm Elliot Reeves and my guest today is Max Evans. Max is a rugby union player with international pedigree having won 44 caps for Scotland. You earned your first cap in 2008 against Canada and scored your first try in the 2009-06 Nations Championship match against Wales. In the past 10 years you had 63 appearances for Glasgow Warriors and 60 for French club side Castro. You're also an Adidas UK athlete and an ambassador for Wings for Life, a non-for-profit foundation dedicated to finding a cure for spinal cord injury and funding world-class international research. Max, it's absolutely incredible to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Elliot, and it's great to be here. And actually, you've told me more about like my background than I, uh, than I was sitting on the plane thinking, what is my background? And I, uh, you've just given so much more than I knew myself. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that I, I get that quite a lot. People yeah. are sitting there like, geez, I've done that. What's crazy is I was like, you've actually, because you, you know, the viewers probably don't know, you sent me kind of some of the questions to think in my head of how to answer. And, yeah. and one of them was about the background and I was actually thinking now, was it 2008 or 2009 that I got my first cap? I couldn't like, and I was on the plane, so I couldn't check the internet. Yeah, yeah. I was actually having to check the internet whether it was 08 or 09. You just said 08. So I was like, oh, it was 08. Okay, great. <laughs> Cleared that up for you. That's great. No, no, I didn't, no awkward moments. I didn't know all that about um, like Glasgow Warriors, you know, how many times of like cast as well. So really? that's brilliant. In the 60s for both. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy days. Good effort. Good yeah. effort. You scored 75 points as well. Oh, brilliant. Very so, good. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, you know, in the beginning, it would be brilliant to find out a bit more about, you know, early Max Evans. What was your early life like? Where did you grow up? And, and what was that kind of overall experience like for you? Yeah, so I was, um, I was born in Torquay. England um, in uh, on September the 12th 1983 uh, my mum and dad are called Brian and Sally Evans uh, and my dad's a um, he started off as a golf professional so that's why I was born in Torquay uh, he was the golf professional at Timmouth Golf Club um, and and then when I was two uh, we moved out to Portugal which has been home um, to this very day where my dad's done the same he's taught golf and he's now um, been a golf director the last oh, I'd say between 10 and 20 years so they've my mum and dad have been out there um, practically you know since I was two so uh, so yeah I had you know I'm in as you'll know from this interview I'm incredibly grateful and um, consider myself very lucky to have um, had the life I've had um, starting from my childhood which was you know such an incredible childhood. I was brought up in Portugal where I was always outside. You know, the weather is obviously a lot better than um, it can be over here. 
And uh, yeah, always outside. I've got one brother um, who I love more than anything in this world and who we were just thick as thieves together, <laughs> who I grew up messing around with. Um, uh, and, and yeah, you know, I, like I said, my parents are, are both incredible people. They um, raised me to be uh, humble, you know, well-mannered, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a kind of all-round individual. Uh, and then I had a brother who, you know, maybe unconsciously pushed me to, to be great at things. You know, I, I was the older brother and I felt like, you know, it was my duty to kind of be a leader and, mm-hmm. you know, lead by example. Mm. Um, I then went to boarding school aged eight over in the UK to a school called Lambrook, um, which is a brilliant school. Uh, again, given every opportunity, great sporting facilities, um, education, um, and then went on to another school, Wellington College, age 13, equally just as um, a, an amazing opportunity to, to really thrive at, at such a y- young age. and. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't have asked for more for a childhood, you know. Mm-hmm. So and and as we'll probably come on to say, it's it's led me to, you know, one of my dreams in life is to be a dad, is to have kids, so that I can strive to to, to give them the life, the the childhood and the life that I've had. Um, so yeah, I, I just can't be more grateful for in that respect. Mm-hmm. What I thought was really interesting when we were speaking before we started mm. playing the cameras was, you know, talking a little bit about your background. There was almost a sense of kind of a, apologist for the fact that you have had a lot of these opportunities and, and the kind of background that you did. I mean, what is it in your nature that, that does make you as humble as you are? Yeah, I think um, I just know that as, as I got older and and I guess from my upbringing, from from my parents, you know, to, they always enforce the fact that of how how lucky I am to 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 be living the life I I was and have been. Um, that not everyone is a, as fortunate. Um, there are a lot that are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, that that was really struck home. And and as I've obviously as I've obviously lived my life, I've been witness more and more to the hardships that some people go to. But as I was saying to you earlier, like um, I love to inspire people. I love to make people happy. And sometimes I feel, um, uh, I guess, apologetic in a way because I haven't really experienced hardship, you know, real hardship and struggle like I know so many people have. Um, and so, you know, who am I to, to be like, oh, look, everything's great, you know, be mm-hmm. happy and have a great, you know, like be positive when when I've lived in kind of a happy bubble and mm-hmm. I don't really know much else, if that makes sense. So, but I guess, I guess by, I guess by being positive and by working hard and by being compassionate and being humble, it, it kind of, it hopefully inspires people to, to do the same because, you know, again, something you'll know about me is that I'm just a huge believer in in, in energy and that if you're positive, you're gonna attract positivity. Um, and that's literally my biggest preach to people that, hmm. you know, regardless of what you're going through, and I know it at times, if it's really tough, 
um, it's hard to think that way but if you can try as hard as you can to be positive and to see positivity coming towards you then and believe it will come to you then then it will so um, yeah. so I guess yeah it's a great outlook actually yeah. I, I there's a quote that you have on your Instagram page uh, consider becoming the type of energy that no matter where you go or where you are you always add value to the spaces and the lives of those around you yeah love that yeah <laughs> no yeah and that would be you, you know you've got I know there's another question coming or a question you put to me which is like my life philosophy and it's a tough one because there's so many quotes that are all kind of incorporated in my life philosophy but I would say that one is the biggest um, because I just think it's great you know like if, if that's how you can strive to be you're you're gonna at least make you know people happy when you're when you're around them you're gonna add that it, it we're all energy so you're gonna bring that energy to a room to an environment that yeah. will just lift lift it to a happier place I guess so um, <laughs> That is one of my favourite, yeah. Love that, love <laughs> that. So, like, I read as well that you were playing professional golf in Portugal, and that I think that was kind of before you really went professional in, in rugby. So you had options uh, in terms of your career path. Tell me a bit about that and why you eventually decided to go the, the rugby route. Yeah, so I, so again, with the opportunities I had, been, you know, was very fortunate to be at schools with great sporting facilities um, and great coaches and teachers. And, um, uh, you know, at Wellington, I was, and again, having parents with such great genes and athletic ability, you know, my mum was a, um, a provincial swimmer in South Africa. My dad obviously oh. being a golf pro. Um, so yeah, I really thrived at school in, the, in, the sport, in sport. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to be rugby that I was scouted for leaving school and end up joining Harlequin, London Harlequins Academy. And um, I was playing in the academy in the second team a bit. Uh, so that was, you know, in my late, uh, late teens, early twenties. And I kept getting, I was a scrum half back then. <laughs> uh, and I kept getting these back spasms, I guess from maybe not conditioning myself properly or from the constant bending up and down. I was playing a game of golf with my dad one day and uh, he could tell I wasn't really enjoying my rugby because I had the frustration of the injuries and um, I had this really great round of golf. I, I played golf all my life because of my dad. I had this really great game of golf and uh, he was just like, you know, my dad, you know, probably would always favour the golf. It's, it's what he loves to do and it's it's not as dangerous as the rugby. So um, biasly, he was you know of the mentality of being like, well, why don't you come out to, uh, to Portugal where he was you know working and you can work at the golf club, stay at home, work on your golf, you know, see because he believed I had the ability to to play golf. Mm -hmm. He always has, and uh, so I I did. I, I took some time out from rugby. At the time, I thought I was finishing the rugby. Uh, and I went out and worked in Portugal and I, I did my qualification to be a PGA golf professional, which um, is a, because I didn't go to university, it's, a, it's actually a foundation degree linked to Birmingham University. So you, it's three years and you have a year of practical stuff uh, at the Belfry. So I did that and it was going into my third year of that that Tom signed for um, 
Glasgow Warriors, uh, having just had a great stint with the uh, England under 21 uh, Six Nations team, where he was spotted by Sean Aline, the Glasgow coach, and um, they got him up to Glasgow Warriors. So he had just signed there. And I was watching a game of rugby, I was watching him playing with my dad. Again, not, I played the odd like little amateur sevens tournament in that time I was playing golf, um, but not thinking about the career in rugby was, you know, was past and it was now the focus on golf because I was going into my third year of being a qualified golf professional. And uh, we were watching this game. My dad just turned to me and said, um, uh, wouldn't it be great if you and Tom played together? Because we played together at school. You know, if you and Tom played together professionally. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, kind of shocked a bit like, oh, you know, this is coming from my dad who I, who I thought was happy. You know, I'm committed to the golf, like the rugby's behind. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you could, you could be in that team with, uh, with, uh, with Tom. Like, uh, <laughs> and... Um, and, and yeah, so I called up Sean Lanine, uh, who I, you know, had basically said, look, I'm Tom's brother. I've been out of the game for a bit, but I'd love to come up and, you know, on a trial and, and see how things go. And Tom had started the season well, so I'm sure Sean was delighted to, to receive the call and be like, oh, another, another Evans boy, let's see what he's got. Went up to Glasgow Warriors, um, trained one day as scrum half with Graham Beveridge who at the time was uh, the scrum half at Glasgow Warriors. Now, to this day, I actually don't know for sure, and I need to speak to Sean Lanine about it, but I trained one day as a scrum half. Next day, Sean Lanine was like, nah, mate, uh, can't see you as a scrum half. I see you as a center, which is a position I've never played before. And uh, he, he said, I see you as a center. We'll get you started out on the wing and, and slowly move you into the center. And it was a decision that has basically created what then went on, you know, the rest is kind of history, as, as you would say. Wow. Um, because <laughs> I then went on to, to play a bit for Glasgow Hawks on the wing and centre and get a feel for the position and ultimately came on to, well, represent, I got my first cap on the wing against Canada, but then started um, as, uh, as outside centre, which is what, what was the partnership with Tom at Glasgow Warriors? I was I was outside centre. Tom was on the wing. So yeah, it was really just a crazy series of events. Yeah. 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 What What's it like for you now, reflecting on the career that you has? Honestly, it's it just reminds me when I when I speak about it now um, and think back to it. It just reiterates to me something that I I I know is fact, and that's that. You know, everything happens for a reason. Um, you you have a kind of destiny in life. You have, you can choose your destiny to the point of view where you, um, like I said about energy and the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. If you if you really believe you can, and I, I'll speak about that later because um, you know I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. Uh, but but just that everything happens for a reason and and like as crazy as it sounds for that to have happened and the series of events that got me there, it, it was meant to be, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, I, I actually, in that first season of playing for Glasgow Warriors, I was still finishing off my, um, like, degree to be professional golfer. So I was professional rugby player and then becoming a, you know, I remember going in the, in the third year practical session, I went into the, to the practical week at the Belfry 
and I put on so much size from the two years before now being a rugby player mm. and guys were like you know when we were in this we we're doing the sports science bit in the gym guys were like does that help your golf being that big you know like uh, and I wasn't really playing as much golf because I was a full-time rugby player but I, I was kind of like oh uh, uh, yeah 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 but um <laughs> But yeah, like so. When I look back at it, I just think I just kind of smile, and it just it just makes me happy knowing that you know you just gotta go with the flow, and and yeah, and I, I guess I'll just in case we don't get a chance to talk about it later because it's something I definitely want to mention. I um I read I read the book The Secret. Mm -hmm. So I signed. I called up Sean Lanine about um, I'd say end of October, November two thousand six. Uh, basically asking for a trial. I um, I started training, before I went up, I started training with a, a lady called Margot Wells, who's the wife of Alan Wells, uh, who um, won the 100 meters gold medal in Munich uh, Olympic. Uh, and um, he, and she's brilliant. She's an incredible sprint coach, but just what she can do with the body, no one else can. So, um, but she's also great mentally and instilling inspiration, motivation. And she told me to read the book, The Secret, mm -hmm. which is all about viewers who haven't um, read it, need to read it because it's all about the uh, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And um, I read it in 2006, 2007, I signed for Glasgow Warriors until the end of the season. In that time, I'd read the book and it talks about doing a vision board and this vision board is a you know something where you put out there what you want you it's your way of asking for what you want and it's a board that you can look at every day that you can believe you can achieve and you know because it talks about ask believe receive mm -hmm. you can believe that that you can achieve it and see yourself receiving it you know it tells you to put like i had up there um Max Evans starts for Scotland, you know, um, Evans brothers join forces for, you know, you put up headlines That's like surreal. how you want to, how you want to see it. It gives you like, um, gives you like a, uh, blank check, you know, that you can fill out if, if you, uh, maybe a job you want to get for a certain amount of money or certain bits of money you want to come through the post. I put up there a, a figure of what I wanted a contract to be for me in the future things like that, I put all these things on the board. In the course of the next four years from 2007, everything, and I'd say there's probably about five or six things, everything on that board came true, except one thing which I was so close to, <laughs> and that was um, playing for the Lions, uh, which my brother and I were selected for the, we got the letter for the 60-man squad, which was a buzz in itself, um, and and I know, I know it probably came down to between me and Keith Earls, who, who I think is such a great lad and went on to do so well for the Lions. Um, and he, just before selection, Munster were playing in the Heineken Cup quarterfinal. And he had an incredible game, scored an incredible try in the, in the corner. And he went on to play for the Lions. And that's the one thing that I had on my board that I didn't quite get, but I was so close to. So. But you know what? Again, what a kind of story, and and again the reason why I you know I've got a new vision board that I've just actually done recently, going into what I feel is kind of the next chapter in my life, and and hopefully 
all that comes true as well, you know, so, um, so yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I suspect the reason that we're sitting here today is probably linked to, yeah. to all of that as well, because in actual fact, it was, you posted a picture on your Instagram of three books, and I think one of them was The Alchemist um, by Paulo Coelho, I think his name mm, is. Yeah. And it was just when I saw that picture, I was like, I need to get in touch with him, because <laughs> that's so, yeah. of, the, of the sort of uh, things, yeah. the, the interests that I have. Yeah. And I, I watched the, I, I purchased on, I, uh, I think it was on iTunes, on my Apple TV, The Secret, the yeah. film. Yeah, With I've all of like Bob Proctor yeah. and, uh, yeah, so. Well, it's easy, <laughs> the book is easy to, it's not, you can't really call it a book like a normal text book because it's kind of like quotes and little stories of people's uh, experiences and how the secrets work for them, isn't mm -hmm. it? Which, which in itself is just great because you know it's coming, it's like, fat, you, you can't get that many people to make up a, you know to exactly. make that up like yeah. it's it's actually real evidence of it working for so many people mm -hmm. and the and the film the documentary or whatever is just the same you're what actually watching people in all different walks of life not just entrepreneurs like you know people that have just had standard lives that have just said hang on like no i've read this book i want this this and this and they 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 put the 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 secret or the law of attraction into practice and and there you go it's that uh, it comes to them so so yeah like um le yeah there you go that's why i'm here amazing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's incredible I'll, I'll come back a bit later on okay. to uh, the things that are on your your new vision board because right, i'd okay. love to hear about that yeah. but just i mean you know looking at rugby now versus you know when you were playing inter internationally how much has the sport evolved and changed in that time yeah i i would say you know it was when i when i got involved with it it was already more professional than when guys that i was getting into it you know the older guys when i was joining mm -hmm. when they had started it, it was already more professional i would say even now it's gone even to a newer level of being professional um, I think, uh, in a way, yeah, I don't know whether it's taking, I don't know, I, I kind of, I always say that some of my most enjoyable times of playing rugby were at school. Um, mm. You know, I had a very successful rugby team at school. I was playing with my closest mates, mates that I'm going to be lifetime friends with. And there wasn't that, there wasn't that, um, how do I say it? There wasn't that stress of like, you know, the game wasn't recorded. You weren't then going in on a Monday morning and analyzing the game or like, mm -hmm. like, from a like now from a professional level, you miss a tackle in the game on the weekend. You're already dreading seeing it back on the Monday. And, and, uh, and like the, just the level of, yeah, I guess professionalism, the, I don't know if that's taking a little bit of the just enjoyment of the game away, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, because there is that little element of stress, but then, but then it's like with any sport you, to take it to the next level, you've, you've got to do what, what's necessary to, to get there. But yeah, I mean, in answer to your question, I guess, without faffing, it's definitely got more professional. I would say defences now are so strong. It's gone are the days of being able to 
just throw a, you know, I used to watch some of the old games of rugby and doing these massive, big, exaggerated dummy passes and, and <laughs> the defender just, just like, almost like jumping out the way, you know, that doesn't happen, you know, that doesn't happen, these, the defences now and, and it, I guess on the one hand it means that scoring tries and great tries are that much more brilliant because of how much better defences are these days, um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess yeah. just it's more professional, but I, uh, I, I love my time playing rugby. I was definitely more of a, uh, a person that loved just playing the game and just had a real passion for the game as opposed to putting too much time in for the, and I know a lot of coaches will, will laugh at me saying that I really try to avoid as much analysis <laughs> as possible. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, that would be interesting. I guess also from a point of view of, of social, n never from a point of view of social media now, there's so much more mm -hmm. insight into what's going on with players. I suppose for all sports as well, you know, you can really get behind the scenes with, you know, guys are uh, showing content from in the changing room, um, you know, opening up more about who they are as people as opposed to being these kind of sports stars that you see on the field and almost like kind of, you don't really know much about except their talent on the field. You don't really, and now you kind of know them more as people and, and humans, I guess, in a way. And, mm -hmm. I don't, and does that make it more special? Because you, it's, it, instead of being more like godlike, these people that you don't really know, but they're so talented mm -hmm. on the field, actually they're just normal people and they've just worked hard and okay, they've become good at something, but put the work in and, and is that more inspiring? Because you're like, oh, he's just like a normal bloke who makes his breakfast and takes his dog for a walk and, and whatever in the morning that he's playing a game, then he goes out and kills it on the field. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I can do that. You know what I mean? Let's do it type thing. So yeah, yeah I don't know, it's cool. <laughs> One of the things I was interested in is, you know, like kind of, Injuries, I suppose, you know, like I know that certainly what I read was that you had one fairly serious knee injury mm. But I mean like how does your body feel now? After years competing like is it, it have you suffered badly with injuries? Um, so I had I've had three knee ops on Jeez. my right and two on my left. Okay. I've got a chronic herniated um, disc in my neck, I've had elbow surgery, broken my nose twice. Okay, it doesn't say that anywhere. Lots, <laughs> lots, of, lots of scars, stitches everywhere. Um, does it hurt when I wake up in the morning? Yep. Uh, you know, it's a bit cranky those first few steps, um, but once I get going, I, you know, I, like I, like I, again, I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm one of the that I was able to actually have a quite long you know, I was a bit late getting into the professional game because I was messing around, not messing around, but I was playing golf and, and whatever. And, um, but the fact that I went on to, you know, I finished because of injury, but I went on to kind of 32 years of age. I got to represent my country and like incredibly grateful for that, where I know there are guys like my brother who I, I guess might touch on, you know, was mm -hmm. sadly, career ending injury cut his career and um you know some guys aren't as as fortunate but but yeah like um body hurts a bit but i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for mm. anything you know like uh sometimes i i'm i'm you know we'll probably talk about it i'm about to do this um dancing on ice 
show where I'm learning this new skill of skating, never skated before. It looks like, like most sports where people are doing it the right way. It, they make it look easy, but it is blooming hard. And uh, on the body, especially like on my knees, yeah. sometimes I think, oh, I wish I didn't, I wish I hadn't been a rugby player going into this because this would be a lot easier on, on the body. But then I wouldn't be in a position if I hadn't, you know, kind of put my body on the line and, and work so hard to kind of get where I've got. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's sore, but I'm, I'm not trying not to complain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really interesting because, you know, you, you post pictures on Instagram and you're just like, this guy looks in unbelievably good condition. <laughs> yeah. You know, it must, he must just feel amazing. But to know actually that yeah. you do have like aches and pains is yeah. actually quite, oh, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I've got to be careful. There's always a conscious um, when I'm going to sleep. You know, I've got to I, like I can't sleep on my front um, because if I sleep on my front with my head to my side, I'll wake up in the morning and I won't be able to move my neck. So Jeez. it's always like uh, I'm not looking for sympathy at all. I just yeah, I guess I'm opening up to you. Yes, so That's brilliant. You yeah, no, it's <laughs> not. It's not all. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. But exactly. there are people a hell of a lot worse off. So like I said, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned your brother. He had a horrible injury. Yeah. Um, it, I think he broke his neck. Yeah. And, and this, this, like, what was what was that like? That period for you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it was really it was tough because um, you know we were uh, we played together, brothers. Something that we dreamt about as kids, and again i'm just so grateful that we had that time to play together um you know his injury although really sad that it um ended his rugby career something that he he loved um doing and was so great at you know i've never seen anyone just fly down a wing and well he, he was i think he was top try scorer maybe in the celtic league definitely once maybe even or maybe even two seasons um, yeah, for him to have that career taken away uh, was uh, was sad, but but at the same time, when you look at what what we try and do as a family, if if you know, or what we have done, we now don't need to because we've done it so much. Is to look well, you know, how it could have been so much worse. He was so lucky to 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 survive that, to walk away from that. Um, you know, so many things in place that like, you know, the medical team there, uh, James Robson and um, Lisa, uh, to, to, to give him that, you know, if he was moved on the field, the doctor said if he was moved on the field, game over, you know, yeah. that's how badly, that's how bad his neck was. And then the fact that the nearest hospital, the Cardiff University Hospital, was um, the best spinal unit in the country like, I mean, that's just yeah. spooky kind of coincidence. And uh, that he was able to get the best care, two major surgeries, uh, you know, a metal cage in his neck now for life later. And he's, I mean, you, you look at him now and, you know, I joke with people, even now people are so kind and, and so kind of caring and saying, you know, oh, how's Tom or, you know, like even when I was carrying on, how's, how's Tom getting on it? I'm so sad so sad to to 
to you know that his he, his injury got cut down and I kind of joke and say look you know like yeah it's sad but you don't have to worry about <laughs> about him he's he's doing great he's in you know he's just looks great and he's um enjoying life so uh but yeah it was it, the, the hardest the hardest thing about all of that was um apart from being gutted that he was no longer going to play and be by my side was uh uh playing the hardest thing was playing the game i had to play cardiff the weekend after because oh it was a six nations game scotland against wales and then there's there's a break from the six nations and we glasgow were playing cardiff the follow and that i'd never felt so sick going into that game but actually and i really didn't want to play and and again sean Anin, always a wise old head was like no you, trust me you have to um and it was the best thing because it just it you know i actually scored a try that game and was able to do a, a t sign to for my brother who was still lying in hospital in in cardiff and uh he was uh it was the best thing because it it reminded me of what like why what it, it wasn't just about it wasn't just for me you know it was like mm -hmm it's it's a platform for me to inspire people and to 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 show resilience i guess and 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 get stuck in so um so yeah but yeah, yeah. jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's um yeah like literally i already had a cry about it earlier when i was kind of thinking about it so that's why uh <laughs> yeah yeah i <laughs> kept it together now but you uh could have -huh. had me you could have had me <laughs> <laughs> that's not the intention <laughs> yeah it's no, not the intention I know, I know. <laughs> but but you know thank yeah. you for opening no up no no it. no definitely no it's uh it's i guess you know i talk about being very and i'll keep saying how fortunate i am because i am but being very fortunate um not to have too many hardships or real to really know hardship. And if anything comes close to it, that was, you know, having my bro, um, you know, having a career ending injury like that was, was hard. But like I said, it could have been so much worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful it wasn't. Mm. Mm. Yep. What does a day in the life look for you now? Right now, currently. Absolutely. So I am, knackered at the moment because <laughs> i've been training every day uh ice skating um something that i've said is so much harder than it looks and and yeah so i, I i'll get up make myself breakfast usually get off to training what, um, what's your breakfast uh so i'll either go with porridge um or i like to make a like smoked salmon scrambled egg and avocado that's one little meal so it's porridge that meal or um i have like some yogurt and granola uh so that would be brekkie and then depending on i'm kind of trying to balance doing uh other kind of uh pr type stuff that's coming about like getting involved now more and more with different brands and shoots and i think that's going to kind of keep ticking over the more and more this um show picks up towards the start of it um but then yeah skate tr skate training i've just finished uh my third week of tra of basic training uh with my coach who's been brilliant joe <coughs> next week i start with my skating partner uh ali 
and uh, I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, training, whatever kind of other stuff goes on, like lunch, snack. Um, I think one of your questions was, I don't know if you want to lead on to that with Go kind of it. diet or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I generally try and um, I'm pretty careful with what I eat. Uh, you know, I've uh, learned a lot from being a professional rugby player and um, from a nutritional point of view. And uh, yeah, I, I like to, you know, I make sure I drink a lot of water. I try and eat raw as much as I can. Um, I avoid reduced sugar and processed food. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I'll have kind of a healthy, I'll have a lunch or a healthy snack. Um, and then dinner's normally pretty healthy as well. My, my vices or my, uh, <laughs> are definitely chocolate and, you know, your usual, your pizzas, your pastas. I love a spaghetti bolognese, love a pizza, <laughs> but I, I, if I could, if I could be in shape, if I could like have a good bod, be in shape, be healthy. Actually, I should say, not. It's not all about having a good body. It's, if I could be healthy and eat as much chocolate as I wanted, <laughs> I would eat so much chocolate. It would be a joke. <laughs> really? Um, I love. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, for any kind of motivation or I guess inspired Edinburgh, any inspiration <laughs> for anyone, you know, like I struggle. If I if I start eating chocolate. Uh, uh, it's it's very hard to then you know it, sugar it's addictive like mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer it's it's fact sugar mm -hmm. is addictive if i start eating chocolate i i need a bit of chocolate every day every day if you can if you can kick it i would say for about two weeks and it's a tough two weeks then the cravings aren't as bad and and everything else starts to taste sweeter anyway if that makes sense mm -hmm. Um, hmm. but it's a tough two weeks and, uh, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm, if I know I need to be like, like for example, this show, I'm going to want to be in good shape for it and whatever, I'll probably two weeks before I'll, I'll it, like get into mode of trying to really kick the little treats of chocolate every now and then. But, uh, you, you don't seem to really get out of shape, <laughs> you know, and, and, and what's kind of interesting, I wondered whether, um, you know, to what degree is it hard work versus genetics? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's, and again, I've already, already mentioned how, how blessed I am that I do have good genes. You know, my mum, well, my mum's a health freak, but she's, yeah, you know, she's obviously got good genes. She was an athlete. My dad was very slim when he was younger. I've seen pictures of him and he's, you know, a stick thing golfer. So yeah, there's, there's, yeah, I am grateful for the genes as well. And I definitely think, you know, I, I, I won't argue the fact that genes definitely help. Um, and then, yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know scientifically mm -hmm. how much of it is genes, how much of it is, I've not seen the, I've not seen the stats or the research to say if, you know, someone's overweight and you really commit them to a, a regimented diet and exercise, can you get anyone, you know, yeah. you, like I just don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. all I know is, I, all I know is with myself, I know that if I cut down on especially re reduced sugar and processed food, um, I can trim down, you know, 
mm -hmm. quite quickly. Yeah. So um, and uh, and with very with not you know with not a huge amount of exercise as well. I mean, I have heard. I I do kind of agree with a lot of losing weight is diet mm -hmm. as opposed to just beasting yourself <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, because actually, if you're beasting your, I find if I'm like training really hard, it makes me so much more, naturally makes me so much more hungry and so much more harder to just avoid those treats, you know, because it's, hmm. you get, you fill yourself up a lot easier if you eat a bar of chocolate as you do eating like a, um, uh, what, like a, what would be like a, a rice a, some or nuts something. or something, <laughs> you know, some nut, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, rice. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. I, I diet is a huge thing um, but but if I can give any tip I guess as well just as a start point um, like I don't drink any and I think it's kind of an easy an easy-ish one to start off with I don't drink any sugary drinks mm -hmm. any fizzy drinks um, I don't drink fruit juice because fruit juice is just as bad although you think it's healthy it's just pure sugar mm -hmm. um, you've not got the fiber in there so as a start, I would just avoid fizzy drinks, avoid um, fruit juices, and uh, and I guess from an I guess from an alcohol point of view as well. You know, I like to have fun, and I I don't drink beer, I don't drink wine. I mean, I wouldn't recommend what I drink, which is tequila. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, my drink is tequila, uh, water, and lime. Seriously? I, I, yeah, wow. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it's bold. it. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, but it is, you know, tequila is, I mean, liquor is definitely a lot slimming than your wines and your, and your beers. So <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I guess I'm trying to help. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We spoke about this off camera earlier, actually, and you know, you're, you're at a point just now where you're going quite you know, aggressively into the sort of public eye, mm. as it were, and uh, you know the the possibility of being critiqued quite a lot. I mean, how does that feel? Yeah, you know, up until this point, again, like I, I'll repeat what I said to you earlier. Um, up until this point, being in the public eye has been, you know, has I guess a breeze has been um, has been great, has been enjoyable, has been inspiring to me as well as probably inspiring to, to other people. You know, I, I don't get, I haven't, unless outside of the rugby community, I don't, you know, get recognized too much. And if I do, people think I'm Tom from um, Strictly and, and the stuff he's been on. Uh, so that's kind of an easy, no, 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 I'm his brother. Like, you don't want my picture, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and you know, and it's something that as a sportsman, you appreciate being recognized, you know, it's people are always very friendly and very supportive and saying, oh, you know, we um, used to love watching you play and, and, and yeah, it's a buzz and I've got all the time in the world for it. So um, you know, now going into, it's a different, it's a very unfamiliar territory with being in a different sort of public eye where it's, you know, a, a national show, a national, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's going to be, I guess, more of a, yeah, they tend to pry maybe more into your personal life, mm -hmm. um, which is, again, like I said, not something I'm, I'm used to as much, even to a certain extent from, being a international rugby player, you know, they, 
the tabloids are always, you know, they're always looking for stories and I, you know, there have been stories that I've had to learn from or be used to, but yeah, I guess I will be under the microscope more and, um, it's something to be wary of and, uh, and yeah, and I'll deal with it how I've, I've hopefully how I've dealt with it in, in the past. But I guess my big focus is if I can just focus on, um, on the skating, on trying to be a half decent skater and, um, and also let my character kind of come through, then, um, it can hopefully, uh, it can hopefully inspire. Cause that's, that's what I'm about. I, I just, I've been so lucky to, to have a career already that has been able to inspire people through mm. rugby. Um, now I have the ability to be on a larger platform to, you know, just inspire people in a way that like I'm doing a new skill and having a laugh and enjoying life and, um, hopefully making people happy, I guess, Absolutely. or maybe making people laugh. Yeah. Try not to fall over too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have any kind of major concerns or apprehensions about? Um, you know, like my, I, I was, um, again, I, it's something that is my personal life. I do want to keep like private. And I, I, I think people deserve that. You know, you see so, you really feel sorry for some of these top celebrities, these A-listers, um, who just their whole personal life, any every move they make is all over the place. Um, and I don't think it's right, but then, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a way of living for for some people for for businesses and and and, and that's part of life I guess so um, yeah you know at this point I we'll see we'll see I you know I've got my personal life and and I'd, I'm going to try and keep it private so uh, we'll see how that goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah roll with the punches <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah how would you say you have evolved as a person throughout your life. Yeah, I, um, I guess, I guess, yeah, I, I guess it's a difficult question when you put it like that. I, I've, I've definitely evolved. I've, you know, been like most people. I've, I've made mistakes. I've, um, I've hopefully learned from some of those mistakes or in the process of still learning from some mistakes. I've, I know what's, uh, I like to think that I'm a good person and that I will continue to be a good person. Um, I know, I know what I want out of life. Um, yeah, I don't know. Difficult, I guess, difficult question when you put yeah. it like that. You yeah. know, how, how have you <laughs> evolved? Um, it's, I suspect, and I don't really want to put, put words in your mouth mm. as such, but maybe evolved kind of spiritually. Right. Um, as you've, as you've, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you read The Secret back in 2006. Yeah. That's quite, actually quite early Yeah. to kind of get into that sort of thing. Has that always been something that's uh, interested you? I mean, I knew, I guess, from, from a young age, again, having my, having my brother and, and him unconsciously doing so, but he, he definitely pushed me to, to be like a leader and to, and to be inspired because, and to be inspiring, um, because, you know, I was the older brother. I had 
the opportunity to to develop, bef you know, to, to try things or do things before he did. You know, it it was it was me that made the first fifteen at school before he did. Mm -hmm. It was me that left school or graduated or um, I don't know. You know, like so so I I guess I had to make sure I. I always was conscious of doing it right because then it inspired him to to do the same if that makes sense yeah um and that's all that's kind of continued through uh so i knew i kind of wanted to inspire and to motivate and i'd love making people happy um uh, i love helping pe i love helping people um i guess the secret just gave me just just made it more fact in a way and gave me more of a structure and how to achieve it i guess mm -hmm. um you know maybe i was kind of always doing you know i was always kind of thinking positively and always maybe attracting that but because like like you said i only read the secret in 2006 but i'd already i'd already got myself a trial with glasgow warriors mm. i'd already but what ha what came after reading the secret would that have had would all of that you know i talked about my vision board and all that i had on there would all of that had come true had i not had the kind of process to get that which the secret taught me maybe not um or maybe it would have because i was always kind of a positive person and thought and did have when you when you learn golf you know i got brought up playing golf with my dad there's a golf is a massively mental game yeah. you know and yeah. There's a lot of visualization in golf, you know, see the shot, see the shape, um, be positive about how your round's gonna go. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you can take a bit of that into life. Uh, and you know, maybe I always had that a little bit, but just didn't realize how, how substantially it could really benefit your life. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess there's always just been, I guess nothing, nothing too drastic in how I've, how I've evolved, always been on the same sort of path. Um, so yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean you have talked a lot about obviously the desire to oh geez, the desire to inspire. Um <laughs> what do you feel is your kind of purpose in life? So my purpose in life um would be to enjoy this one life that I have on the planet as best that I can. Uh, and in the meantime, yeah, inspire and, and make as many people happy as, as possible, but also just do um, as much as I can to make, you know, the world a better place. Um, and, and, I also feel my purpose in life is to is to be a dad, to reproduce, to continue the um, uh, the cycle of life, and to then instill that instill my purpose as the purpose of my children to, to carry on. You know, I feel like that should be everyone's purple purpose in life. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. Great answer. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Yeah. What would you like your legacy to be? And again, you know, talking about legacy, I think I think that's very much related to the purpose of life, you know. I want my legacy. I want pe I want to be remembered um for 
achieving, well, I want to be remembered for getting as close to what I think is the purpose of life as possible. You know, I want to be remembered for, you know, oh, Max, he always, he always strived to make people happy. He always um, wanted to inspire people. He always tried to make the world a better place or he did what he could. You know, obviously nobody's perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to like, would have, would have want to have done things differently, but but then, I, I, like I said, I hopefully learn from them. But yeah, I think legacy-wise, um, that's legacy. That's what you. It's what you want to be remembered for, isn't it? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. You know, I like to think that uh, that I'm on that path already, and and I'm definitely conscious of the fact of keeping keeping that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you most grateful for in life? Oh, need. <laughs> we are going to, I'll, um, yeah, we could be here all day, but uh, <laughs> I've already, I've probably said grateful so much in this interview already. People are like, all right, we get it. You're grateful. All right. You've, you've got a lucky, you're lucky. Um, no, I'm, I'm so grateful for, um, for my, my parents, like, you know, I'm grateful for having good genes, having athletic ability, um, being raised to be, you know, well mannered, well mannered, you know, all the, all the kind of values that my parents instilled in me. Um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the health of my parents, healthy friends, family, you know, it's just so much the people I've met, the, the people that have inspired me. Um, do you have a particular practice or ingratitude in terms of like, do you write down things that you're grateful for? Uh, do you do I, it daily? Is it like a habit? Yeah, either in the morning when I wake up or just before I go to bed, I like to just have a little sesh of gratitude where I'm, I just literally say, <laughs> I'm, a euphemism, I'm, I hope. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I just literally start almost in, in a way, um, uh, in a way like prayer styley, like just start saying thank yous for just tons of things. That's that's again one of the things people that read The Secret talks mm. a lot about gratitude. Yeah, be grateful. Um, and yeah, I just start listing off things that I'm great. Things that have happened in the day, I'm grateful for that. Things that have that I know are coming up in the future, grateful. You know, just just starts thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah. thank you. So, it's, yeah. it's a really powerful practice. Oh Because yeah. it, it puts you into that positive. Absolutely. Way of being. Yeah. And and it again, like I said, I've I've not I've not experienced real, real struggle. Um but I know I you know, I'm so inspired. There's there's a lad, um I was recently at his uh book launch, a lad called Henry Fraser, who um who was a lad just like me who um dived into a wave on holiday with his mates and um, has and end up being paralyzed from the shoulders oh, down, you know, and he is such an, a, a motivational, inspirational guy because he's, you know, you could, you could look at him and you'd be like, how unfortunate, how unlucky. And yet he's so, he, he's so grateful to still be alive, to, to be able to, 
I guess it's giving them a platform to inspire people to say no matter how hard it is or whatever, you can always be grateful for, there's always be grateful for something. There's someone always less, always less fortunate than you, or always struggling more. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, it's it's a really powerful practice to be but to be grateful. Do, do you feel as though you need to have faced adversity in order to inspire people? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. That's not. No, I, I, I don't. Not at all. I think. Um, I just think. Yeah. I don't mean that about your friend because that's yeah. terrible what happened yeah. to him. But just from your perspective, do you think that you know um, your desire? Jeez. Oh <laughs> yeah. You, you know that you're wanting to inspire people is any less because you haven't faced any level yeah, of no, adversity. No, no, that no, no, no. I just, I just am conscious of the fact that, like, um, I, I'm just conscious of the fact that it is easier okay. to be grateful for so many things when, for, to be grateful for so many things like I am, because uh, I have so many, th yeah, I guess I've, I've, I'm so lucky to have so many things to be grateful for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Whereas, you know, like, like if we relate it to Henry, I'm so grateful that I can walk, that I can run, mm -hmm. that I have the ability to use my hands. It's not something that Henry can say he's grateful for, if that makes sense. It makes you sense, know, like yeah, I yeah. Can, like, a, you know, that that's kind of how I'm relating yeah. it to, so. Um, but again, that, I think that's a choice. Yeah. You choose to be grateful for these things. True, yeah, A lot exactly. of people don't see yeah. that, that that is a, something a, to be a, grateful a blessing, for. that yeah. is an incredible thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you define success? Um, yeah, this is a really tough question. Um, I think the only way to answer it would be f from a personal point of view. I, yeah, it's really tough. And I think it comes, I, again, I, I guess I'd maybe try and relate it to a little bit of, of, what I want my legacy to be in terms of, I think I'll only really, um, it, it's weird because I know when someone talks about being, you know, you know, I've been to America where, you know, I love, I love, um, there's, there's a, a kind of culture in America that's a little bit different to the UK in terms of, People, people praise other people's success a bit more over there than they do here. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you speak, you, I've had, I've spent a lot of time with the Americans and um, Brits, um, and again, I'm not speaking for everyone, but Brits are, uh, what's the best way of putting this? More reserved. <laughs> yeah, I guess more reserved in a way. You know, I, I'll, I'll go to America. I've been to America and I'll say, uh, you know, talk about uh, careers or whatever. And so many Americans are like, oh, great, man. Uh, like, congratulations, yeah. like, for your success. And, you know, like, like, kind of like positive and stuff. And um, so I know, I guess what I'm trying to say is I know I've already being a professional rugby career, I've represented my country. That's something that is is seen as being, you know, I've been successful in rugby. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I could carry on, I could carry on the rest of my life and I'll always be, it's something, I'll always have been a successful rugby player, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but will I, will I, when I get to the end of my life and I look back, if I haven't done anything other than be a successful rugby player, would I consider myself successful? Um, probably not because mm. I've got, again, I've, I've been blessed and I'm lucky enough to be, have an opportunity to, to, to be, in my eyes, more successful than just being a successful rugby player. And, and I think that comes down to the legacy I'd like to leave. You know, I want to be remembered for enjoying my life, making people happy, inspiring people, um, having kids, uh, making sure they have a great life and, and continue the same values and whatever. And, and I think when I get to the end of my life and, and I've achieved all those things and how I want to be remembered, I'll feel I've been successful yeah you know yeah yeah so um yeah it's a it's a tough one because so much now you know so much especially on social media to set you can see how success is me measured with how much money you have how much material things you have um when actually all that means jack shit when you <laughs> yeah. uh when you're lying on your deathbed and you've got materialistic things but no one's around to remember you know you know what i mean like uh mm -hmm. there's a lot of philosophies about it but yeah i'm definitely of that opinion it's very much related to the legacy you want to leave behind and if you can if you can achieve that type of legacy you want to leave behind you've had a successful life i guess hmm. so, yeah. so what are the things that are on your current vision board so on my cousin vi current vision board um i've got Max Evans wins Dancing on Ice <laughs> with a nice little nice. image of Torval and Dean and uh, either I, I used um, Ray Quinn yeah. who, who won it whenever whatever year I took his because <laughs> that's the whole idea of the vision board as well and the secret you have to um, you have to put it out there like it's actually actually happened you have mm -hmm. to see yourself actually doing it so I've got a little cutout of Torval and Dean either side of what was Ray Quinn and his partner. I've cut their heads off and put my head and Ali's head right there, like we're the winners. So I've got that. Um, uh, and, and actually it's mainly about that, to be honest, because I'm not really thinking too, too far beyond that. Um, I've got a few different like signs about some good performances. You know, I'd love to have a couple like just really good performances on the show. Um, I've also got a dream of, um, I'd love with to work with my brother. Again, we're not too sure. Definitely in the fitness world, but just trying to finalize now in what capacity. So it, it's not quite, I've, you know, I've kind of got on there, Evans Brothers create the ultimate fit, Europe's ultimate fitness experience, for example. You know, that's something that where, where my mum and dad live in Portugal is, Oh, I don't. I don't really want to give it away. <laughs> That's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want someone stealing the idea. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, like it's um, a retreat kind of yeah, idea, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I like guess it. I guess no one will be able to do it as well as as we do it. Well, that's but, um, it. There's no other Evans brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> so yeah, but some things to uh, to try and attract. Yeah. Yeah.
That was brilliant. Yeah. Love so. that. <laughs> and then there's just words on there, you know, just values like uh, gratitude, respect, you know, um, yeah. kindness. Um, yeah, things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. Keep it ticking over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't sure whether with your current path you thought you might go more into television work, so something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, what, in what capacity, what, from a... Uh, presenting kind of thing, or... Uh, I mean, who... I don't, know. I don't I, Like, uh, I don't know if you know, my um, cousin is <laughs> Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually really great. That's how they announced me on the uh, show, was on his radio. And I've never been on his... I've spoken to him on the phone on his show, but never never actually been in, a, in the studio, so it was really great. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I don't know, you know, I... I We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, I think um, I think there's huge opportunity for for my my brother and I, um, and uh, I'm excited for the for the future. So we'll, we'll see. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, so, on my 21st birthday, my dad said to me, um, "You're going to blink, and you're going to be 30." And he was so right because literally it's time just goes so quickly that you really, it's, you know, and that was, I'm 34 now, that was four years ago, turned 30. Uh, and yeah, I, I, it's something that I had in the back of my mind through my 20s. But, it, you know, I remember on my 30th birthday being like, wow, I'm 30. And it seems like not long ago that my dad told me that when I was 21. And so that's kind of, I consider that just the best advice, just carrying on forward into life. Because I know, you know, I was 30, I'm going to blink and I'm going to be 40 and I'm going to blink, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just keeping that in the back of my mind to really take in just daily experiences. I, um, one of my favorite films, probably my top three, in my top three favorite films is a film called about time, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't think I have it's, seen it. Um, it's a Richard Curtis film. Uh, it's called About Time. It's a brilliant film. It's got um, Ben, uh, Bill Nye is the dad in it, and the son. I actually feel terrible for not knowing his 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 name, but I'm going to find it out. Um, almost tempted to to <laughs> look it up so we get his name out there. But a brilliant film, About Time, and. The concept is a guy, it's the dad, the, the men in the, fa in the family, this family, had the ability to con not control time, but they can go back in time to any, inv any event that they want. They go into a cupboard and they can go back into, t into time and, and change something or whatever. Wow. Okay. And uh, there's a really, what I feel is a really important part in the film where he, what he does is he gets to a point in his life where he's really happy, he's got... He's married, he's, just, he's fallen in love, and he's with a wife he's just madly in love with. He's played by Rachel McAdams. And he's got, I think, one or two beautiful kids. So he's gotten to a point in his life where just, you know, he's not, he's not crazy successful. You know, you know, again, it's measuring successful, but <laughs> sorry, he's not crazy wealthy or, mm -hmm. um, you know, got a flash, got a, a highly important, impressive job or whatever, you know, but he's just happy. So I guess he is very successful, he's just happy. And what he decides to do is every day he um, 
regardless of what happens in the day, he goes back, so he'll live the day and then he'll go back and live the day again. And it's just a really <laughs> important, I just think it's such a great kind of message in being like, uh, yeah, just really take in every day because you don't, we don't, we're not, we don't get a chance to, you know, once this day's got, once this day's over, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? We just we've got tomorrow, which is great, but like <laughs> we'll never get this day back. So really take in, mm. take in what's going on. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I mean, it, now looking back to your say twenty-one-year-old self, I mean, what would you say to that person now? And again, relating to the film because it's so important, and it's kind of the message is I I because I wouldn't I wouldn't ch I wouldn't go back and there's nothing I would want to change from now until 21 because who knows what that change, who knows what direction that change, you know, I don't know if you've seen a film called, I'm a massive film buff, sorry. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a film called The Butterfly Effect with, yeah. uh, you know, how- That's, that's a great yeah, film. Well, and the message there, he goes back and he tries to change it and then it leads to something else going wrong or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing I would want to go back and change. All I would, and in this in the film about time what he does is by going back and living each day again um he's got that little less worry you know because he's already d done it if you know what i mean yeah and he so i would go back and just say like worry less i guess just like you know just try not to worry as much as hmm. i mean everyone worries everyone has stresses about where they're going to get and you know, and I guess you just, just trust everything's gonna be all right. And I'd probably give him the Euro million numbers tonight as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that he could go, yeah, so that he could go, so that I could go. So I'd go back to tell my 21 year old self the Euro million lottery numbers tonight. So that I'd win the lottery tonight. And then what I'd do is I'd buy all the elephants in the world so I could keep them safe, so that this nutter, <laughs> I don't want to get political, <laughs> but Trump <laughs> allowing yeah, like I know. trophy I elephants, it's just, it really so is. I'd buy all the elephants, have this huge sanctuary somewhere. There you go, happy days. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on to my, my next question actually because that okay. may be one of your links to your answer for that but in terms of you, you spoke a bit about films like in terms of books obviously The Secret being one but what are your favourite kind of resources or kind of in a, in I suppose a personal development sense like do you listen to podcasts do you read kind of motivational um, books um, what like my inspirations yeah, in life yeah yeah uh, I mean, the book I'm reading at the moment is actually Henry's, uh, Henry Fraser, I mentioned earlier, I'm re reading his book at the moment. Um, yeah, those books I talked to you about before, um, The Secret, uh, The Alchemist, there's another one there called um, uh, Super Life by um, Darren O'Lean, who's just, when I met this guy, he's an American dude, when I met him, he just like, blew me away. He, he's a nutritionist, but it's almost an insult to call him a nutritionist. He's a superfood hunter, which is much more like fitting for him. Um, but, and he just travels the world searching for superfoods, all in the hope of just bettering, like he is an inspiration, 
100 just just wants to make people more help make people more aware of being healthy and like i thought i was healthy before i listened to a talk from him and when i came away i was like oh my god i need to seriously get my act together like as in <laughs> you know from the from down to like the water i drink and you know it it was kind of scary in a way but great because it just inspired me to just this i can just go so much more yeah. um so that's a book that a book and a guy that really um inspires me uh, I, I, to be honest, again, it maybe sounds cheesy, but just like life in general, like I'm just inspired every day, you know, like I, um, I, I was walking, <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I probably should have kept them on, it would have made more sense if I'd kept them on, but like, I don't know when this was come out, but at the time, this is children in need at the moment, so I had pudsy ears on, I got them at the airport this morning, um, there was people receiving donations and so I put them on and um, I've had them on right up until this interview and so I was walking from you know I had them on on the plane had them on on the tram and I was walking to Nando's I had these ears on and I was just kind of you know I was like confident happy I was like you know it's for a good cause whatever and then at a little moment I was starting to question it a bit to you know you're Max Evans you're in Edinburgh you're going to get recognized you know, rug, well, I saw that rugby player wearing those pudsy ears, like, don't know what the hell he was up to. Um, <laughs> should I take them off? And this guy walked around the corner and he was walking his dog and he had his own style. His, he was like his own style of dress with these kind of, you know, his own style of kind of beard that I guess sociably or social, socially you might, it's a dress that maybe was a little bit eccentric you know like uh and yeah i was just like you know he seemed very happy very confident in his own skin uh, and i was just like in my head i was just like good on you man you know like it was kind of mm -hmm. inspiring to just he was just that's how he that's how he wants to look and that's you know and he feels happy like that and he looked great because he, he was happy you know so i guess so many things in life inspire me and uh yeah i am um, not any so many people have inspired me along the way I've already mentioned, you know, like my parents, my brother, even, you know, I had two cousins, um, Dirk and Kai, who I kind of followed through school. They were both at Lambrook, both at Wellington, um, both incredibly talented guys. And and they inspired, you know, one of them's now, um, he's still a, I don't know how he's still going. I think he's 36. He's still playing professional rugby for Exeter Chiefs. Um, and the other is, working out in Singapore, the really, um, you know, important job and stuff. So, uh, like so many friends and yeah, I guess so many things inspire me. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's a buzz. You're a very positive guy. Max. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I try to be. So here's the, here's the, the secret weapon question. If you could change anything in the world, what would it be and why? Oh, yeah, this wasn't in the notes. It's not. I like it. I like it. If I could change anything in the world, what would it be? Jeez, mm. oh, one thing. How long do people get to answer this? <laughs> Take your time, by all means. Well, uh, what was the first thing that, that kind of popped up when you, you started thinking about it? Just riff on that if you I want. guess I guess just from an environment point of view, like you know, like um 
you know, I've already mentioned about purpose of life is just enjoying this one life we have. You know, we only get one chance at it on this one planet. Mm. Uh, and and we're going to be all right. Our generation's going to be all right. But, you know, there's so much, I've seen so much about, you know, the damage that we're causing for future <laughs> generations. And, you know, like I said, I'm desperate to be a dad. Uh, I guess part of why, why my childhood was so great is because I was able to be outside all the time. I was able to be in the sun with, I guess, less sun cream than I guess you are now because mm. of the damage. Um, the pollution, you know, like I've seen pollution in London, I don't know about Edinburgh, but just at all time high. Um, so what first pops into your head is just like, you know, that in order, we can't, you're not going to be able to enjoy it, no matter how positive a person you are or how um, inspiring a person you are or how happy you are as a person, it's not going to be very enjoyable if you're living in a place that's killing you or that's a dangerous place to live in, you know, so mm. uh, I guess one thing to try and I get well straight away just in force into every people I one thing I would change is just make everyone everyone and that includes like greedy um, be business you know all these because it's all related isn't it people mm -hmm. that people that um, what all the corporations for um, for cars and hmm. like meat and all this stuff like so I just instill in everyone the mindset of protecting like put everything else aside and the sole focus is to protect the planet I guess <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah 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 I guess but that's the most important thing. Very, very random, but a film that I just very recently watched was uh, with Keanu Reeves, The Day the, the Earth Stood Still. Right, okay, I yeah, you've yeah. seen that one. I, I've seen bits of it, yeah. It's like an alien type. The, the thing, premise yeah. is basically that they've Weird, viewed yeah. humans from, from afar, watched them destroy the planet, and they've now come to eradicate humans because yeah. without <laughs> us, the planet will be absolutely fine, you know? Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. I suppose, along the and similar actually, line. another Hollywood actor, I watched, um, it's kind of the docu-film with Leonardo DiCaprio about just the, like, just literally the scary awareness of how much we're damaging the environment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would that would probably be it. Nice and, one, and sneaky one, getting <laughs> it in there without any thought. Mind you, I probably wouldn't have been able to, probably better to get me on the spot. I probably yeah. would have I'd been sat on the plane just being like, how the hell do I answer that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, plus, plus the Donald Trump and the elephants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Muppet. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that would have, yeah. Hopefully I'll win the lottery tonight anyway and I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> just manifest. I do get, I get a year I, I love it. I, I think because I started doing it, I started getting a year millions ticket and you're always using the same numbers. Um, and I, and then, then I just became, you know, when I think when you do it long enough, I, I know there are lots of people probably the same. You do it long enough, you then become so petrified that if you don't get a ticket and yeah. your numbers come up, <laughs> you just be like, so now I get a year millions ticket every like I hate to think how much I've spent on lottery <laughs> tickets but every Tuesday Friday just the Euro millions um, because I was still able to do it when I was in France 
uh, um, every Tuesday and Friday I get my Euros million ticket with same numbers. So just in the off chance that they come up eventually. So we'll see. How would you change as a person if you won the lottery? Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't. Um, again, it would just be sadly, you know, I know money isn't the be all and end all, but it does help in terms of you can do so much good mm -hmm. with money. A lot of bad can come from money as well, but with the right, I guess it's like, I guess it's like superhero, like good versus evil, like superheroes and superpowers and whatever. You know, a lot of money with the right person yeah, can, goes, can go so far. Yeah. Um, so I know if I got, if I won the Euro Millions, I got a lot of money. Not much would change because uh, I already consider myself such a fortunate person. I'm already mm. so grateful. Like there's, there's not. I'm like one of the hardest people to get. I don't want like presents. I'm one of the hardest people to get gifts. There's not really anything I, I want. Mm. If that makes sense, but um, in the material sense, in the, yeah, in the material yeah. sense. Uh, so I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Adidas <laughs> in a free Adidas <laughs> sweater. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I just I'd use it for good. Like I said, mm -hmm. sort the elephants out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, just try and help people. I guess like uh, yeah, yeah. Would, that would just because it already gives me satisfaction when I can do it now as as yeah. best I can. Um, yeah. Be kind of amplified. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Love it. Max, it's been so much fun talking to you. Yeah, Honestly, no, it's, been, it's, been, it's been incredibly effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think no, people I mean, you've, what you've created here is brilliant. It's so comfortable. As I said to you before, it's you've got the cameras, but it's it just feels like I'm having a chat with you and yeah. we've met for the first time, but you know, I know we'll, at some point catch up and have a beer or a tequila I'll, 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 I'll introduce you to a tequila water although kids stay away from alcohol no we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a lime and water or something <laughs> sounds great non i look forward to it brilliant brilliant stuff max thank cheers, you so much a pleasure cheers pleasure. cheers you've been listening to inspired edinburgh if you enjoyed this please subscribe for more powerful conversations Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show and we'll see you at the next episode.